0: Welcome to the Wife Mother Homemaker Podcast, where I talk about biblical principles and practical applications for women. I am Gina Bain. You are listening to Episode 20. This is the final part of a series titled Children and Corporate Worship. Today is going to be super encouraging for moms of young children, so stay tuned. I think you're going to be blessed. ladies, and thank you for joining me here again at the podcast. Today is the last episode in the series that I've been doing on on children and corporate worship, and I want to simply give you some encouragement through our own sometimes comical and often chaotic experiences. You might just find that you can relate to them. First of all, though, I don't want you to think that We have got this down to an art and do everything that I've told you about training our children 100% of the time. And I also don't want you to think that it goes smoothly for us 100% of the time. You know, just because we have a goal and a vision and just because we know some things are good for us to do doesn't mean that real life is perfect. Now, I'm sharing this with you because I'm going to venture to say that the things which I've shared with you in this series is not going to work out 100% of the time fantastically for you either. You see, the very best that you can do To try to train your children to behave in corporate worship or to participate in corporate worship, there are just going to be those days when it seems like everything falls apart. Not only that, but there are going to be seasons in your life when the goal has to change slightly depending on your situation. Let me give you some examples of things that have happened in our own family and home. And I'm going to call these examples our our realities. So reality number one is mama misses it. On the podcast here, I have really hammered on the point of bringing a Bible to church. Well, our children hear this all the time. On a Sunday morning, my husband and I are constantly prodding the children. Make sure you have your Bible. Load up in the van. We're fixing the leave. Has everybody got their Bibles? Did you get your quiet bag? It's chaotic at times, to say the least. But finally, we can get everybody loaded up in the van, and I can hear myself asking the questions again. Did you get your Bible? Did you get your quiet bag? Well, one particular Sunday, when everybody had assured me that they had their Bibles and quiet bags for the humpteenth time, we get to church and guess what? I forgot my Bible. Yes, yeah, so there I was hammering it into my children's head. Get your Bible, get your Bible, get your Bible. And of course, I leave mine at home. There's nothing like a humbling experience to keep it real, right? But you know what? I didn't let that failure, because I could have looked at that as a failure. Why even try? But I didn't let that stop me from trying again. And that's exactly what we did. The next Sunday, we get back up, we try again. But, you know, then there's those times that it just seems like the whole family misses the mark. And this brings me to my second reality, which is called family meetings. One Sunday morning, and this happened not too long ago, the preacher had just called out the scripture he was going to be preaching from. And I looked down the pew and every single one of my children was already drawing or playing with some toy that they brought that I didn't know that they brought. And nobody, I mean, nobody, was opening their Bible for the scripture reading, not even my teenager. The closest thing to note-taking that was going to be achieved that day was a game of tic-tac-toe that was already going on between two siblings. Sometimes there's just too many things to tackle in the moment. Have you ever been there with your children? Like you, You look around and you just realize that Everything is wrong. Like we're we're not getting anything right at the moment. And there's no way that I can tackle everything. And ladies, sometimes the only thing that you can do is just just kind of hit the pause button and let's have a family meeting. And that's exactly what we did. I gathered everybody in the living room and we had a talk about our expectations and how reality isn't meeting those expectations. So we stressed again how our Bibles are important and we should try to listen in church and those who can take notes should make an attempt to do it. I explained that if anybody has trouble finding where the scripture is, then they need to ask an older sibling or me to help them find it. And so let's fast forward now to the next service my five-year-old handed me his Gideon Bible and he asked me to find the scripture for him. So I opened it up. We as a congregation are reading the the scripture, the preacher's reading it. And a little while later, my five-year-old looks back up at me and he asked me, he said, mommy, am I supposed to be on page 304? And I nodded my approval, trying to get him to be quiet because he's, you know, asking these questions out loud. And then a little while later, the preacher was probably on his second point or so. And this same son looks back up at me with his Gideon Bible still open in his hands as he is proud that he is doing what uh, we emphasized in our family meeting. And a little bit louder, he asked, Mommy, can I close my Bible now? So, Maybe he was beginning to get the point that the Bible is important, but maybe now we need to talk on uh, a not talking during church. But nonetheless, you know what we did? We tried again and we will continue to try again, even among what seems like failures. We keep going. Reality number three I have titled His Mercies Are New Every Morning. I'm going to read you something that I wrote five years ago, just shortly after our fifth child was born. And this is recapturing uh, what a Sunday morning with five children and one being a newborn was like for us. This is what I wrote five years ago. This is the second Sunday morning that the whole family is going to church since the little one was born. I am excited. We have a lunch gathering with extended family this afternoon, so I am cooking two casseroles, ironing clothes, and getting ready. My husband has to be at church early, so as much as we hate driving separately, that's just how it has to be if I'm going to finish these casseroles. The older three kids are going on with my husband. The toddler and baby are hanging back with me. Are you sure you can make it okay with the little ones? My husband asks as he heads out the door. I reply, are you kidding me? Two kids will be a breeze. Go ahead. We should be there in time for Sunday school. Famous last words. I finish doing my makeup as the baby starts waking. I check on him briefly. Then I wonder where the toddler is. I go back to the bathroom and see him standing near the toilet with a look of fear and bewilderment. As I approach the toilet, I can see that water has been splashed on the seat. I look down, and there it is, my favorite earring in the bottom of the bowl. Lovely. What do I do? What anyone would do. I reach down in that toilet water and save my earring. Then I quickly sanitize the earring, the toddler and myself. Meanwhile, the baby is still crying. He's hungry, but we need to be leaving. So I feed him just enough to pacify him until we can get to church, if we can get there. Well, we arrive at church 20 minutes after Sunday school began. I take the toddler to his class and head to the mother's room to finish nursing the infant before worship service. The bell rings to dismiss classes. I quickly grab my belongings and head to the sanctuary. Hubby is serving in the sound booth, so I'm parenting solo. I spot my sister and quickly ask her to watch the little one while I go get the girls from their classes. Upon leaving their classrooms, we walk hand in hand straight to the restroom. Well, we don't want to disrupt the middle of service for a bathroom break. Now we are in our seat. Whew, sigh of relief. We still have a few minutes before time to start. Great. Toddler is in the nursery. Baby is in the infant seat next to me. The girls are on the other side of me. Wait. Where is my oldest? He was here a minute ago. Survey room? Nope. Bathroom, maybe? My niece informs me he went to the choir room to practice. Oh, he is singing in the choir today. Okay, that's great, but he is supposed to ask first. Never mind. Everyone is accounted for and all is well. I've got this. Five kids in church. No problem. Right? The service begins. How wonderful to finally be back at church to worship. This is great. We make it through song service and the preacher begins. I'm trying to find the scripture just as my three-year-old daughter starts to snuggle up next to me. She is getting tired and wants to be held. Aw, this is sweet. She lays her head on my shoulder and I think she's going to sleep. Uh Uh-oh, the baby is starting to stir. He's getting restless. Oh, quick, where's the pacifier? I set the three-year-old beside me, much to her dismay, to get the pacifier. I found it, but not fast enough. Now, the baby is beginning to whimper more loudly. I hurry and get him out of the carrier and try to force the passy in his mouth. He doesn't want the passy, so he starts gagging. This draws the attention of the row in front of me. Heads turn. My face is probably red, and I assure those nearby that he's okay. The baby doesn't want the passy, but seems to be content just being held. So I hold him. The three-year-old does not like this, and she lets her distaste be known. I realize that she is not going to settle down, so with baby in one arm and three-year-old by the hand, we exit the church for a come-to-Jesus meeting. Once composure is regained, we return to our seats. I'm not sure what I missed while we were out, but it's not like I was hearing much of the sermon anyway. His mercies are new every morning. I hear the preacher say, oh, so very timely. We haven't been in our seats very long when my sister offers to hold the baby. I pass him down the row to her. My three-year-old watches intently and realizes that my arms are free. (laughs) Well, I guess she will get her way after all. I hold her in my lap once more. My niece leans over at this point and asks for a napkin. Yes, the baby has spit up on my sister big time. The burnt cloth I had handed her earlier is saturated as well as her clothes. Ugh, I don't have anything. The baby is fussing, so we pass him back down the row again. Now, my oldest daughter rises to her feet, crosses over people to get to me and ask, is church almost over? Oh, the rage I can feel coming over me. I make her sit down beside me so that we can cause no further distraction and tell her to be quiet. Just a little longer. If we can make it just a little longer, I think to myself. Before I can even finish my thought, I hear my three-year-old say, Mommy, I've got to go to the bathroom. Well, there it is. That's a view into our real life. It's wild. It's crazy. It's demanding. But you know what? It's also absolutely wonderful. I was exhausted after church that day, but I knew that I was doing the right thing because my children are in training. It is my job as their mother to train them. They're not going to be perfect, nor will I, but it is going to pay off in the end when we keep God first in all that we do. Yes. God's mercies are new every morning. Ladies, it is important to set goals. It is important to have a vision, but it's also important to realize we are not going to meet it 100% of the time. But what if we meet it 70% of the time or half of the time? Maybe it's lower than that. But we can still say that we have tried and we're going to keep trying. It may mean that we have to have some family meetings and start over. It may mean that we have to show ourselves and our family lots of grace when we mess up. But we keep trying because God's mercies are new every morning. Ladies, I hope that you are encouraged to keep training your children for the Lord, even when reality doesn't seemingly measure up to your vision. Seek the Holy Spirit and let him guide you through this wonderful journey that we call motherhood. I'm going to be taking some time off. I'm not really for sure. Uh, when I will be back here uh, posting uh, new episodes on the podcast. So I just want to let you know that I'm taking some time off to gather some new material and pray about the direction going forward. So I want to thank you, my listeners, for, um, for listening in each week. You are an encouragement to me. And uh, so just stay posted. There will be some more coming up in the future, but it might be just a little while while I get, um, I guess you could say all my ducks in a row. So uh, thanks again for listening, ladies. Uh, May the Lord bless you. Till next time.